0: It was a Walker Kessler block party tonight. <laughs> Even Larry Markkinen got in on the action, blocking the last shot by the Orlando Magic. Uh, Colin Sexton comes back and has an incredible game. Jordan Clarkson uh, also lead or did not lead the Jazz. I'm I, excuse me was a second leading scorer on the Jazz. Um, but let's get into it, man. Play that intro. What a way to start the weekend. We've got the Orlando Magic coming into town tomorrow on a back-to-back. It'll be nice being at home on a back-to-back finally. But uh, as you can see here, Walker Kessler has a career high. Oh, 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 my intro music. Walker Kessler has a career high in blocks, seven blocks for the game. Uh, Just a, a really incredible game for the Jazz. It was nice to have Colin Sexton back. Uh, he didn't start the game. Was supposedly on a minute restriction, but dropped 18 points for the Utah Jazz. Um, the Jazz were led by Lowry, marketing with 28 points. Franz Wagner, man, he was on fire for Orlando. Uh, really, uh, I've I've heard his name, but haven't paid too much attention to him. But uh, after tonight's game, he's he's someone I'll remember. I I think that Orlando Magic have a really well constructed. constructed roster. I need to slow down. I'm excited. Uh, Constructed roster. And, you know, they're in the running for Wemby. So, honestly, Orlando's been so bad for so long that they're one team I would be okay with getting Wemby. Uh, They've got Cole Anthony. They've got Jalen Suggs, Paulo. Uh, I, I think Paulo had... A little bit of an off night. I, I wasn't too impressed. Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, they, they're they can they're constructing something nice in, in Orlando. So um, I don't think this team was a, a slouch in this win. Uh, obviously, the Orlando Magic went on a 17-4 run in the fourth quarter, which uh, was not ideal. But, uh, you know, it, it became a close game. And down the stretch, it almost felt like we were just going to choke away the game. Walker Kessler comes up with a massive rebound, uh gets fouled on the shot, steps up to the free throw line, hits two really really clutch free throws and uh puts the game away. And then and then, not to mention then, you know, Orlando has 11 seconds in order to to tie the game with a three-point shot. Lowry is guarding, oh, I can't remember who took that shot now. I I just remember he blocked it. And uh, it, it was awesome that Walker was able to get those free throws at the end because they could have easily not called the foul ride. It would have went off the backboard and Lowry got the dunk, which would have been two points as well anyways. But uh, I just, it was Walker's night and I, I was really happy for him. I think it was a huge confident booster and uh, something that he needed. I think it's something that the Jazz needed as well. And quite frankly, I, you know, I think he needs more minutes. He needs to start and finish. And I think with Olenek being out, it's allowing that to happen, um, which makes me wonder, are we developing these younger guys the correct way because we have veterans that are playing in front of them? Like Ochai, I felt like need to start over Nikhil Alexander. Uh, Alexander Walker looked... This might have been his worst game. I'll have to go back and look at the, the plus-minus. Um, we did an, a decent job on the fast break points. We had 17. They had 26. Second chance points again another night where that kind of offsets the fast break points. We had twenty two second chance points, they had 12. And then points in the paint, they had 8 more than us, which... Uh, Bomba, I, I don't believe he's getting very many minutes with the Orlando Magic. And... <laughs> Kessler, they put Bomba in to probably counter Kessler, and Kessler gets the rebound over Bomba. <laughs> just, just awesome, man. And and you know you know how high everyone was on Mo Bomba when he came out, and I think he he's kind of fading away. I want to see. I mean, we've we led basically the whole game. Welcome to the space, guys. Armani, uh, I see you requested there. Tevin, what up, Dallin, and we got uh, R2, I don't know if you're new, I, I think I've seen your face, it's it's kind of hard this many uh, games into the season remembering who's joined on these Twitter spaces, so uh, we're live on YouTube right now as well, so if you guys want to join that way and kind of see the visuals, uh, we're actually getting way more listens and views on YouTube than we are the podcast now, so I think just making that transition, it's it's actually a little bit more fun for me as well being able to show these these charts and these, you know, the shot charts, videos, whatever on YouTube. So if you're listening on a podcast, want to listen on YouTube, we are at Jasketball on there as well. Uh, anybody that wants to request, uh, just go ahead and request Armani left, I guess, I guess he, he uh, had to go somewhere. So anyways, um, let's dive into the box score a little bit. Pull this up. I <sighs> I'm pretty excited. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's Friday night. My wife and kids are out of town. And uh it's it's easy to enjoy enjoy the game. So Franz Wagner, man. He had really shot 50% from the three and the field. Uh, was a plus minus fourteen for them. I thought I think he was huge for them. Cole Anthony. I know we're talking about Orlando, but I just like to go over the other team. You know, to, to kind of show, like, this was a, a good win for us. Bulbo, I think we kept him in check. I know he's always on certain highlights. Gary Harris, uh, crazy that he was on Denver and kind of has, has disappeared. I don't know if it's just because it's Eastern Conference teams and we don't hear about these guys as much. Paulo, we kept in check, had 19 points. But uh, Walker Kessler gets 26 minutes. Ochai gets 25 minutes. Ochai, man. I uh ah, I got a hit on him because he does so many things well that don't show up on box scores and and he just plays like I said within the team he doesn't try and do anything crazy he he crashes the board he's athletic I think Ochai's biggest and best asset for the Utah Jazz is going to be him as a, a perimeter defender. But he'll be he'll be one of those three and D guys, right? where he he can shoot the three, but also play defense. And he's so athletic and quick and strong that he can finish around the rim if needed if his shot's not falling. I, I I'm really high on Ochai. Um, I think he's a piece. You got Walker Kessler, Ochai Lowry. Possibly Colin Sexton. The, the big talk today was DeJounte Murray from the Hawks. Uh, I would be willing to trade Sexton for DeJounte Murray. Obviously, there's more of a package with, like, I, I believe it was Vanderbilt, Beasley. John Collins would be in the trade for us as well. Throw Linick in there. Throw Rudy Gay in there. Throw Mike Conley in there. Like, let's go, man. Let's go with these young guys. This This game got me so excited for our young core. Um, Coach is on. I'm going to pass the mic over to him and then we will get over to you guys um, on your thoughts from the fans.
1: Finding a way to win. A couple guys made big plays down the stretch. Uh, Turnovers is clearly a big story of this game. We had 24 when we had 11 in the fourth quarter, um, which is alarming considering the jerseys we were wearing tonight. I feel like we should know which guys are on our team and which guys (laughs) aren't when we wear the yellow, but It was a really tough stretch, and the guys just dug in. Like, they they never wavered in their approach. You guys can't see and hear the timeouts, but um, they were really locked in just on getting a stop and trying to find a way to to get a basket when we went down one there. And Colin obviously hit the really tough pull-up, which was a big play for us. Uh, They scored, and then JC, um, you know, we've talked a lot about end game situations and for him to get the two-for-one layup, at 32 and a half seconds left was a huge play because it puts us in a a very different situation um, as far as closing the game. And obviously Walker made a big play, getting the offensive rebound on the the missed free throws um, and then knocking two down. So um, a a lot of great stuff down the stretch. I thought JC's defense guarding the inbounder when they were going for a three was tremendous. uh, Understanding what they were looking for and taking some of that away. Um, just overall very, very happy that the team was able to maintain focus because I think there, it would have been very easy there in the fourth quarter to to kind of let go um, based on some of the turnovers we had. So uh, another, another big one tomorrow. How is Lowry getting to the free throw line so much lately? He's done a great job of understanding um, that he is a physical beast and that when he gets an angle on people that he needs to – to be physical on offense and he's just done a good job of using his body of understanding angles Um, he's not shying away from the contact and the way the rules are in the NBA you get the benefit of the doubt because to play defense uh, when guys are driving the ball downhill you really have to be perfect Um, you can't put your hands on them you have to beat them to the spot and with his size and strength I think he's just done a, a tremendous job of of not shying away from the contact and um it's been a a huge a huge thing for him being you know our number one guy and understanding that your life can't be all jump shots it's just not the way the game's gonna go you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself if it's all jumpers and i think he's done a, a terrific job of using force on the offensive end you know a night that he goes four for 13 from the floor he still ends up with 28 points and i think that's a credit to him and his growth
2: Obviously, on a night when Mike is out and Kalen is kind of making his return, things are not as sharp as you'd normally expect them to be, but 24 turnovers, including seven by J.C.,
1: five by Lowry, what could have been, I guess, what kind of contributed to things not being as sharp as you would have liked? Passing late, to me, was the biggest issue. Um, Orlando's a team that really swarms the paint. They do a great job of shifting into the gaps, and if you try to split, that defender that's in the gap over and over again and then make a late pass out to the perimeter, um, you put yourself at the mercy of really good athletes. You know, we saw even the one at the end where Bancaro, you know, it looked like a football, you know, pick six play where he just took off because Lowry kind of hesitated in the post and then threw an overhead pass cross court. And I just don't think we did a good enough job passing the ball early in the possession um, versus their shifts. And it got us in some tough spots where you get in, kind of in the middle with the, you know, Orlando's length and, you know, they play so hard on the defensive end. I thought, you know, we just, we put ourselves in a bad spot by not making the early pass versus their shifts. What
3: did you see out of uh, Ochoa
1: tonight? Um, you know, that, you know, made you want to um, put him in the, the five or six guys that, that close tonight? Yeah, I thought his physicality was great. Um, Did a good job defensively being physical. Did a good job going to the glass being physical. Um, You know, I think Ochai is is showing that he has a lot to offer even when he's not making shots. Um, That physicality defensively and on the glass is something that's very important to us. And um, I think he's he's done a great job of understanding that his life is not all jumpers, you know, similar to our conversation about Lowry. Like, there's other ways to contribute to winning, and Ochai has done a great job and really made the most of his opportunity. Jordan had a career-high
4: 12
3: rebounds tonight.
1: What was, what
3: was the point to him getting to
1: the, the glass so much? Yeah, I don't know if it was something necessarily particular to tonight. It's something that we've been talking about a lot as a team that we need everybody to be on the glass and especially the, the smaller players going back and pursuing. We can't just rely on Walker Lowry and Vando to clean up the glass. Kelly, when he's healthy, we we can't do that. Um, and I think tonight was obviously his best game. I haven't watched the film, so I haven't seen all of them. I assume there are some that are long rebounds, but you know, when Walker and those guys do a good job of blocking out, it's on the smaller players to go pursue the ball. And, you know, J.C., 12 rebounds and 10 of them are defensive. So uh, he always did a very good job pursuing the ball. Walker starts the 9-1 of 4 at the line. Obviously it's the last big two. Any apologies necessary? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't think so, no. He, he's been great. He's been great. He's... He's learning on the job, and he's, you know, we've talked a lot with you guys about just embracing the imperfections that come with playing in the NBA and dealing with failure and dealing with moments where you get dunked on and continuing to, to keep pushing. So just happy for him because that, that, that'll that be a big moment for his confidence to, to step up in that moment when you're one for four and make two big free throws it is definitely good for a young player's psyche. Did you talk to him after those two made ones? No, I stayed away from him. Yeah. I'm not I'm not one to mess with uh, the flow. If a guy hits three or four threes in a row, I'm not gonna talk to him either. I just try to stay out of the way. Joined that by Big T throw bailing call in the game tonight with Craig Jack, and uh we've
3: talked about a few things already, Big T. One of the things that you just heard.
1: I
0: love Coach Hardy's interviews, man. He he cause he just doesn't give you BS answers. He just real <laughs> and it's hilarious. Like even when Jordan Clarkson had that seven point play, I don't think people are yet picking up on his uh, humor because he said, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I told Jordan to do. Get it, get a seven point play. <laughs> he, it, he's just always oh, serious, but he does have this like very dry humor that I don't, I don't know that the media has picked up on yet. So um, as coach was talking, they showed Jordan Clarkson up on the screen, and he had a career high twelve rebounds as well. I feel like the the focus has really been rebounding as of late. Um, we out rebounded these guys seventy three to forty five, nearly thirty more rebounds in them, and they only had forty five. So an incredible stat since. That has been something that we've we've hit on so many times on this podcast on just how terrible we are at rebounding. Um, I'm gonna go over to Dallin first. Give us your wisdom, man. What are your thoughts from tonight's game?
3: Hey, hey um, it was an awesome game, dude, Walker Kessler. Oh, <laughs> uh, um. I don't know how he's not the best rookie in the league. But <laughs> I'll just put it this way. He almost had a triple double with Washington So needless to say.
0: <laughs> well and it, it was amazing. it was great too because he goes up against the probably rookie of the year, right? And just has a massive game.
3: Oh for sure. Yeah, they, magic have two really good young players, and Walker Kessler and Lowry just handed it to him, and Lowry is the other point I wanted to make, that guy is a monster, and I didn't know that he could rebound so well, Uh, I I think that's another facet of his game that he's developing more this year, just
2: realizing that he's the man, the myth, and the legend of Lowry marketing. I, I,
0: I, I... It's funny because we had the conversations; we weren't sure if he was a one, and it just feels like it more and more. He had nine rebounds, but last game I believe he had sixteen rebounds. So, I'm yeah, with you there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, that I mean that's the point is like you touched on. I mean, seventy three rebounds to their whatever forty something that that wins the game for us. I mean, hey. Just point i mean even though we just squeaked out the win i mean if we didn't have all those rebounds over them they probably would have blown us out by 10 or more points so
0: yeah and and i love that really the winning play of the game was a rebound um it really told the story walker kessler has a huge rebound over mo Bamba. do you are you do you guys know if mo Bamba is playing a lot i feel like he's not because he let's see how many minutes he got tonight
2: isn't he the backup center?
0: Yeah, he only got twelve minutes, right? So,
2: something like that.
0: Like, is that? It's kind of weird to me, and it felt like he didn't come in till later, just because Walker was was dominating.
3: Uh, I'll admit, I was a big Obama
0: fan coming out of Texas, dude. I he thought had he was the next greatest thing. He so. had a, he had like a song dedicated to him. Do you guys know the Mo Bamba song? Do I got to pull this up? Let's see. Mo Bamba. I, I do not
3: know the Mo Bamba song.
0: Yeah. I, you do not? Yeah, dude. Sheck West. No,
3: I don't. I won't be able to
0: acapella for you either. Here we I go. It, no. Here we go. We're going to play it live oh on the podcast. Oh, of course there's a freaking a fracking ad. Hang on, I'll play it in the background, hang on. Actually, this might be inappropriate, but. Oh yeah, dude, little kids, you remember little kids just going crazy to this song. Yeah, it's pretty inappropriate, so I'm gonna turn it off Was that yeah, it's Sheck Wes, uh, and this was a huge song. This came out in four, four, four years ago, but yeah, this was this was a massive song. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, every time I think of Mo Bamba, I think of that song because I remember there was like ten uh, a viral video of ten year old kids going around singing it, just like cussing and saying all all the the nasty stuff in it. <laughs> but it was just a popular song at the time, so.
3: Yeah, I was I was all game for like even trading Rudy Gobert because he could hit the outside three, and I was like, oh, he's the next Rudy with a three. So
0: yeah, and but he did hit yeah, a three tonight. I didn't say I missed on that draft
3: prospect of my own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so and here we are. We've got a, a guest. I don't believe I've seen Jizzy B two six seven six Brown. Here you are. I'm showing off your. Your, your profile on YouTube uh, we're gonna pass the mic over to you. Give us your thoughts man or woman. man. What's going on fellas? What's up man? What do you think of tonight's game?
4: Uh, I, you know it was it's always one of those tough ones to watch because when you watch the jazz play young teams, young teams always bring the jazz to play always. Um, but just real quick, I was going to touch on, uh, because you guys mentioned about Mo Bamba and to best of my knowledge, Bamba has been out with injury. Same with, uh, Jonathan Isaac, right?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh,
4: I forgot about Jonathan Isaac. What, what have they been out injured with though? Wow, dude. I think Isaac was a knee, a foot. I, I can't remember, but they've all had some pretty serious injuries. I swear, like the whole roster.
0: See, and I think they have a pretty good rot Like, if those guys get healthy and then, you know, I, I've seen mock drafts with them getting Wemby. Uh, if Jalen Suggs can kind of return to what he was in Gonzaga, I was actually really high on Jalen Suggs. So, Dallin, that, that uh, kind of gives you some uh, lee- leeway with Mobamba, <laughs> But... Yeah, it's hard for me to keep track of the Eastern Conference teams as much as Western Conference. I just feel like we don't see them as much, so it's it's uh, a little bit harder to know what's going on with their, their guys and their teams.
2: Well, and then they have, uh, I forgot they had Gary Harris, because I, I think he scored a, uh, a couple buckets, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. Yeah. Gary Harris
3: was on their team, even though I know he, uh, he was injured and in uh, Denver, if I remember
2: correctly, where he was before and they got traded to Orlando. Um, I just, which I feel bad for the guy there. I just feel, man, now that I think about it, is Orlando just kind of almost the armpit of the NBA where all the poor injured players man. just kind of go there to try, try to re- revitalize their career somehow maybe and get 100%. traded back to somewhere
0: else? Yeah. 100%. They've sucked for so long. And that's why I'm saying, like, if they get Wemby, that'd be one team that I'd be okay with getting Wemby, just because it's like, man, get, give Orlando a little bit of hope. Keep Wemby in the the Eastern Conference, just in case he is what everyone says he is. And yeah, that's that's one team I'd totally be okay with getting Wemby.
3: That's
4: they, like that. Last sorry, sorry. Um, I was gonna say, I swear that'd make like five number one draft picks on that team.
0: Yeah, because Mo Bamba, they've got Markel Fultz, too. Markel Fultz, man, I didn't even notice him tonight, to be honest. He got 29 minutes. Um, That's
4: when I hated to watch his career just
0: yeah. tank
4: after that injury.
0: You got Paulo. You got Jalen Suggs. I mean, they've got all these guys that you would – maybe maybe the the – Maybe they are tanking. Maybe maybe that's just like get one more good guy and now and then you guys can start trying. If they're tanking
2: now, then that means they've been tanking since, what, 08 when Dwight Howard left? Oh, was literally <laughs> about to <say> that. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, they're for- good at it. They know how to do it.
2: <laughs> they're, they're starting to work on, here it is, 2023. They've been tanking for nearly two decades.
0: So, uh, they're, they're 13th in the Eastern Conference. They are, oh, they're actually five games ahead of Detroit and Charlotte. So, maybe they're not doing as good of a job as those guys. But, I believe they're bottom three. Let's see. Houston has won 10 games. So, Houston leads the Tankathon.
4: Orlando had a hot start, didn't they? Yeah, let's check no,
2: out. No, 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 no. They um I saw it on the screen ATT Sports and I put on the screen that they they were two and I think it was 2 and 20 or something in, in that neighborhood um in their first first little bit and then they finally went 11 and 6 after that. So. Yeah, so oh. they they were
0: hot they in the only preseason. Like
2: 16 and 20 something on, on the season right now.
0: Preseason they preseason they only lost one game to the Memphis Grizzlies.
3: So Maybe eight game win streak. So.
0: Yeah, and then Basically, right when game. the season started, it was one, two, three, four, five losses in a row. Then they got oh, a yeah. win against Charlotte, another two losses, win against Golden State, another two losses. Oh my gosh. I believe this looks like they might have the longest losing streak this year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine game losing streak at one point this season. But then right after that, they bust off one, two, three, four, five, six game winning streak. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they're not...
2: Or Orlando.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a great game for the Jazz, and I think it was a perfect game for Walker Kessler. He just... My opinion, he really needed a game like this um, to prove to fans how good he is. I know in the group chat we were having a little bit of a debate on whether he's going to be as good as Rudy Gobert and that, that got a, uh, I wouldn't say heated, but it became a good argument. And it so was
2: good, it was a good argument.
0: Yeah. So on my profile, let's go. I, I created a poll on Twitter uh, saying, do you think, let me, let me get to it on YouTube is Kessler better than Gobert. So this has been on for probably the whole game. 31% has voted yes 31% has voted no so you're tied you're about 50 50 yes and no and then the last one that I put was possibly which is 37% which to me means that 37% thinks there is a chance so I'm just gonna throw those in with the yet oh it just switched someone just voted no uh, I, I would say possibly would be leaning more to yes than no. Um, but what do you guys think? Is Kessler better than Gobert?
4: Um, do you mind if I go real quick? Yeah, go. Um, I will say yes. And here's why I'll say yes. Because Kessler is going to grow up in this system under the same coaching and training staff that Rudy had, and we saw how crazy Rudy jumped. And if Kessler's already where he's at now, in nine years Kessler's MVP of this league.
0: Hey, everybody, go follow my guy. Six round. Uh, it, I mean, what 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 do you like to go by on Twitter? Six round Jizzy B.
4: Uh, well, it's um, just call me Brown
0: brown okay here here's his profile uh i think i think this this guy's right on the dot
2: i mean why why you guys haven't clicked on his profile during this uh, this space and followed it anyways beyond me because that's what i did but you
0: know yeah well there's only there's <laughs> only the, the four I'm of us in here but i was showing it to to the youtubers who who are watching the youtube live stream but uh I think you are, you hit on what we were trying to make the point in the group chat and the debate is, look, Rudy Gobert could barely catch the basketball when he came in the league. And Alex Smith, or not Alex Smith, what's uh, our coach um, from Utah on our coaching staff? Alex Jensen. He spent uh, a lot of time with Rudy Gobert and, I would like to think uh, made Gobert into well was a piece in what made Gobert how great he was defensively and was able to develop offensively. Now, if he's able to do something similar with a Walker Kessler, that one is more mobile, more coordinated, is already better offensively. I mean, he's he's easily the best rookie uh, defensively as far as block shots. I pulled a stat up today that um, per, I think it was per 100 possessions, it's him, it's Brooke Lopez and then him um, with uh, contested shots and field goal percentage on, on who's attacking them. I'm totally butchering these stats. But my point is is, Walker Kessler is the perfect replacement, if not better, than Rudy Gobert. Uh, There was a stat during the game that said Rudy Gobert only had three games as a Jazz man with five blocks, and Kessler had five blocks at the half and finishes with seven. Uh, I'm so excited for Walker Kessler, and there's the trade rumors that were coming out today uh, about John Collins, DeJounte Murray, Jordan Clarkson requesting a trade. Who knows what's real and what isn't real, but... I saw one that said Lowry Markkinen and Walker Kessler are the only two that are untouchable. And I don't know if that would have been said at the beginning of the season, but Walker Kessler is an obvious piece. I love, love, love him and Lowry playing together um, defensively. And if you add another guy like John Collins and can move Markkinen to the three and then have Collins play the four and Kessler play the five, Oh my gosh. You're going to be long, so long. long, long
2: holy long bodies and amazing defense, Batman. Yeah, we'll
0: call him Daddy Long Legs is what we'll call him if we get John Collins. But I I don't I I kind of was I, I kind of wanted to throw that question out early in the season cuz I could I could see something special in Kessler, but he just wasn't getting those opportunities. Um and I know that I, I, I think I I asked some fans and kind of got it thrown back in my face because so many jazz fans loved Rudy Gobert and I, I loved him when he played here, he was perfect, but, um, it's hard to switch to a rebuild, rebuild mindset and want to play these young guys. I think for fans, because you grow to love these players and you grow relationships and attachments and memories. Uh, over the, what, five, Gobert was longer than uh, Donovan, nine, ten years, right? And you watch Gobert develop, but that's, that's to me, the same thing that we're going to see with Walker Kessler. And uh, like Brown said, you know, this guy could be one of the best centers in the league. Uh, there was a tweet that someone tweeted out, imagine if Walker Kessler developed a three-point shot. And I don't think that that's—I don't think he's going to shoot the ball like Brook Lopez. But Brook Lopez didn't come into the league shooting like he is now. And Kessler hit that jump shot last game that was incredibly surprising. It was the first one he took, and it just looks smooth, right? And so if he can understand, look, you're 7 foot, no one's going to block your 3-point shot like Jokic or Brooke Lopez. I mean, the dude's going to be deadly. And I don't even think that he needs to develop a three-point shot.
2: So can, can I step in here and comment on that and then put my two cents in?
0: For sure, Tevin.
2: Wonderful. Okay, first comment is uh, right, just right piggybacking off of that. I totally agree. There were, I could tell I saw a couple plays where uh, he got a handoff from somebody. Um, I think one of them was a bailout. But anyway, the point is he was pretty much open – on the three-point line, his defender was, like, clearing the key, waiting for him to either drive it or, or do a pick-and-roll action with somebody. And for a split second, I'm like, dude, if you could at least attempt a three and make it look good, if
3: not make one, that would just make the defense just go, oh, crap, yeah. And this
4: guy makes a three
2: now... Yeah, so eventually, that would be nice for him to... I mean, not even take, gosh, 6-7-8 uh, a game. We don't necessarily need that. But to make take two, three, four 4 a game four probably maximum just to give the defense another thing to worry about that would be amazing. So that's my first thing on that. Um, back to what Coach said earlier uh, his comment about um, our 20 plus turnovers tonight which I thought were ridiculous. I actually uh, uh, quote tweeted this just earlier um,
0: Yeah, there were some bad ones. He, he,
2: he, he made a comment along the lines of you would th- uh, you would think with the jerseys we wore tonight we wouldn't have had as many turnovers and that we would know who's on our team. And I'm like, okay, so does this – I think I'm reading this as Coach doesn't like our, our nasty highlighter yellow jerseys either. <laughs> and that he, he's pretty much – as soon as everybody suited up, okay, guys, we obviously know what jerseys we're wearing tonight. Let's not have super many turnovers
0: tonight. Yeah, and I think that's a little bit of the humor I was talking about, like – I don't know if yes, people are picking so up on it yet, and so good. he might be. I think he's just smart enough to play and to know what the fans do do and don't like. He's in tune with that stuff. So, I, I thought that comment was freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Uh, but
2: yeah, I, I love that Walker Kessler had kind of a night—not nice, necessarily coming out game, but like a just a nice. Uh, uh, Confidence building game, and then obviously Laurie Marcus just having a huge, uh, huge game himself, just um, continuing to believe in himself and know that he's he's better than he thinks he is, and he's just gonna attack. I think one other big highlight, I you no, know, no, I think about it, probably two. The first quick one is probably O try really developing defel- defensively, and I think if he can f- just keep up with his three and D, I think he'll be a good, consistent. Um, guy off the bench not necessarily like Royce O'Neal but if he develops well I can see that that's where he could go and he could have a a good career like that and then the other one I'm thinking it was Colin Sexton having a nice uh, a good night tonight after uh, being out uh, in injuries just having a good uh, good night tonight despite I think it was some minute restrictions I think I heard yeah he would had like he was in a minutes restriction of like seven minutes a half or something like that and i think they went just a little bit beyond that because he was feeling fine and obviously he came out clutch for us with a couple of
0: buckets well dude it he played 23 really minutes player. i i mean i wouldn't call that minute restriction oh, there you but go. um yeah colin sexton i thought that that was a great sign to just see him come out and he really played under control tonight sexton uh, I, I had the thought, I wonder if he kind of, percent. you know, the, the injury and him being on the bench helped him a little bit understand what's going on on the floor. You can see what, what coach wants a little bit more. And so it was a great bounce back game for Sexton with 18, super efficient on. Uh, didn't make any crazy plays or or I was, was just I was gonna out say, of control. Before,
2: before his injury, it seemed like he was out of control, just wanting to go from zero to a hundred. And uh, I mean, he would he would still make some good reads every now and ag- now and again. Don't don't get me wrong on that, but yeah, he just seemed like he was a little too out of control and really trying to force it. Whereas tonight was he really he just knew what he could do, where yeah. his spots were, and he would get to them. It was either he'd get to his spots or he'd make a play, and he was way more under control this time.
0: Yeah, and uh, he finishes with three assists, shot two for three from the three point line, seven for twelve from field goal, uh, had a few rebounds, only two turnovers. I mean, that's that's exact. If he's coming off the bench, that's exactly what you want. And then he also has that ability to be ultra aggressive and super aggressive at the rim if you need it um to hit on your point a little bit uh uh, tevin about ochai he led the team tonight in plus minus and it it wasn't
2: not shocking
0: (laughs) yeah not by a little amount it was 23 plus minus when ochai's on the floor um but when you look at his other stats right like his field goal attempts he only had four shots
2: I was gonna say he, he had what two four points a uh, uh, a good handful of rebounds and maybe one or two assists. I'm yeah, yeah. He only
0: bad. had he only had three points, right? Uh, two assists, oh gosh, five rebounds. So you look at if you take everything out and just d- don't look at the plus minus at all. You're like, yeah, he made one three pointer and one field goal, right? And this is what I'm talking about is. Is he if, you,
2: if you were to read that off, I would think that that was Rudy Gay's stats.
0: Yeah, you or or <laughs> just even that, like, he didn't affect the game very much. But he leads the plus minus in 23. Like, that is, that's, it, it's crazy to me because he does so many things that don't show up, but yet he's so effective. Um, and I think players like that are are very rare now because so many players need the ball in their hands to be uh, a part of the game or effective and coach hit on it in his interview you know he he had that talk with I believe Lowry or uh, Clarkson like you can affect the game in different ways besides just scoring and I think that's what Ochai's mindset was uh, the first few games like if I'm not hitting my shot I can't do anything else but he. He's figuring out a lot of other stuff that is just making he's, things. He's, smooth. he's
2: definitely, in my eyes, I would. I just can't wait to hopefully see that he's going to be essentially Royce O'Neill's replacement, and I would love for him to be even better than what Royce was between defense and uh, uh, off the ball move-without-the-ball type of spot-up shooter and just wait for the playmakers to make plays and then hit him on the corners or wherever he's going to be, just shoot threes and then just make uh, do amazing I mean, I'm sure he'll still have offensively um, on that side of the ball, he'll have maybe a couple of moves that he can go to, but otherwise it'd just be a 3-and-D type of guy. And honestly, every team needs uh, two or three of those guys, so I think he'd be perfect for that. Yeah, every and time, it, it, I swear it, it, every time I
4: watch him play, he reminds me of Clay.
0: Me too, bro. <laughs> he moves so well without I the ball. That. He moves so well without the ball. And that's what I'm saying is he doesn't need the ball in his hands. And if it, players just, like Vanderbilt, does, if he doesn't have the ball or isn't close to the ball, he has no clue where to be, right? Ochai, oh man, he's. maybe I'm getting too excited about it because he hasn't, had too many games i mean he had the 19 point game right and uh i just before the game i saw that nah was getting the start and i was like oh so conley's out i guess sexton's still out but then sexton was there and i just thought i would have rather seen ochai get the start i think he's deserved it with the way he's played the last few games and have jordan clarkson run the point or um you know, maybe even start Nah, but start Ochai over Beasley. Beasley led the team tonight in negative, plus minus at negative twenty one. Um, and and it seems like Beasley is becoming another streaky shooter. Um, similar He's a streaky
2: to cl- shooter who can who can't really play defense.
0: Yeah, similar to Clarkson, it's almost like him and Beasley and Clarkson are almost the same. But I think. Clarkson's a little bit better at creating his own shot inside if needed. Um, But yeah, Ochai, I just, I can't wait. Really the three guys that I'm most excited about are Lowry, Walker, and Ochai. Um, You add in a point guard like DeJounte Murray, just the thought of DeJounte Murray coming here and running the point because he's a defensive-minded guy too and can get, he gets a lot of steals. Uh, got me super super excited. So, so
4: uh, here, here's a, here's a question though: um, If that kind of trade is like proposed, are we getting rid of Sexton and Conley? Because it makes no sense to keep Sexton if we get rid of Conley. Because you guys you guys were talking about his development uh, just a little bit ago, um, but it's it's been interesting to watch. And it's the same thing with Otai. Um, how these young guys have come into the system, played with Mike Conley, gotten gotten to you know know this system, and their game slows down. Yeah. Even Taylen, like Taylor Tay, Taylen at the beginning of the year, he was just his crazy spins were happening every possession.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> you know it, it kills you to watch. But I mean, you know, like. It's cause he. It's cause he was with LeBron. LeBron always does those <laughs> crazy spin moves, bro. Where do you think he learned it from? Got to keep that's up that, with LeBron. That's, that's that, uh, that uh, La La Land.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I I still like Taylor and Horton Tucker, but to your point on do we give away Conley and Sexton? Like if you can get Dejounte Murray and John Collins, I say you give up whatever you need as long as you keep those three guys that I just mentioned. Because Lowry's an all-star, best player. He's still young. He's having his best year um, and and was probably overlooked by other teams. Kessler, uh, I've seen that he's in the running for rookie of the year. It might be like the ninth spot or something. But uh, probably one of the best centers as a rookie. And then Ochai was the 14th pick in this year's draft. Uh, like we said, he's a three and D guy, and he's super athletic, can finish around the rim. Those are the three guys that, to me, I would make off limits, um, unless there was some crazy deal, then maybe throw I- Ochai in. But if you can get John Collins and DeJounte Murray, dude, I would, I would even throw in some picks. What you know, whatever they want, I'd get rid of Olynyk. I know they want a big guy that can shoot. Olynyk would be that guy. I'd give them. Uh, I'd give away Vanderbilt. I'd give them Beasley. I'd give them Sexton. If they want Conley, give them Conley. Like, let's freaking go, man. Let's let's get these young blood guys in here and get this full rebuild on.
3: Well, what, what about what about not Sexton and
0: then J C? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: No. <laughs> Is your wife saying no? would that be to have J C and Trey Young together? Yeah, I and I think that's. Think, I don't want to think about that man. <laughs> Holy herky jerky, Batman! Shooting from three. I honestly think that that's what they're they're trying to do. It, it's it.
3: I think they what I think JC would go back to his six man role and then replace Trey off the bench, but
0: possibly okay, he could run. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Him. I I know Dallin. You said this to me earlier or, or tweeted it that it's crazy that Atlanta is is ready to move on from DeJounte already uh can you talk are on you, that a little are bit more Really
4: though, I mean are you really if you're Atlanta are you really already ready to move on from DeJounte Murray
0: I don't that, it doesn't make sense to me either man it, it doesn't and so that's when
4: that when that when that hit Twitter today man did that what, hit Twitter today what did, did you want me to hit on did you say
0: Jordan on on the Atlanta Hawks and DeJounte Murray, like what's what's possibly going on if they truly are wanting to deal DeJounte, which to me and you um, doesn't make sense. To to Brown guess, doesn't make sense either. My guess is the
3: the front office when they made the Doncic and Trey Young trade, that they went all in on Trey Young and they gave him the keys to the or they gave him the reins to the horse or whatever. And so they are basically willing to do whatever he wants, and I think it's gonna, it's eventually gonna fail for them. And when they eventually get rid of Trey Young, they're gonna have to, um, they're going to have to. Uh, the front office will obviously face consequences as well, so that they'll be
4: fired as well. you gonna have to rebuild that whole roster once yeah. Trey's gone. Yeah,
0: it's crazy that. I don't I don't see Trey as that valuable just because he's so small that like if you get to the finals or or Eastern Conference finals like he, he's not going to stop anybody defensively. Right? I know how great he is offensively and distributes the ball. It's almost like Mike Conley with us la- the last few years. Yeah, he he does a lot of great stuff and runs your offense, but defensively it's almost He's not going to stop Ben Simmons. I gonna,
2: yeah. I was going to say, at least my only replaced defense.
0: Right, right. But Trey Young, I mean, who's he going to stop?
2: Maybe Lamelo. No, I was going <laughs> to say maybe Steph because they're both herky-jerky, but he ain't stopping Lamelo.
0: Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, personally, I think DeJounte Murray, I'd ride with him before I'd ride over Trey Young, and it speaks to Danny Ainge and kind of how he's able to just wait and and almost like lurk in the background and see what's happening, be super patient, and while, meanwhile all of us fans are, are just freaking out, like, we want to trade now, we need to trade by the deadline, like, I really think Ainge is going to get another deal that's probably not as, as far as picks, um, like like Donovan and Rudy, but it's going to be a deal where we look back and say, wow, how did we get those guys at that moment? Um, cause like we're in a rebuild, but it doesn't, it feels like we're just steps beyond other teams that have been rebuilding for years.
4: 100%. And Danny's the difference.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the golfer Tony Finn now is 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 the guy to to give credit to because the story is Ryan Smith, uh, Tony and Danny were on an airplane one day and Tony just said, "Danny, when are you when are you coming? When are you coming, man? Like when are you coming back home?" And I guess the next day, uh, Danny was on the phone with Ryan Smith and that's how how we supposedly got Danny to come here, <laughs> which is crazy, uh, an airplane ride. So um, man, I, I'm just excited. I like. I know a lot of a lot of jazz fans are torn because you know Kevin uh, and others want us to tank uh, and get a, a better draft pick. Um, others want us to be winning now. Uh, I've seen a lot of people with these trade rumors like we need we have to make a trade at the trade deadline, and I don't I don't believe that we have to do that. Uh, if it falls into place and somehow we get Dejounte Murray and like a John Collins deal, oh man, I'll be so excited. But I think I I personally think Danny's not gonna do anything this year, and he's gonna wait till the draft, see where we land in the draft, and then he's he's gonna have another great off season. Um,
4: this is I, I I agree with you. This is a very unsurprising Danny Ainge roster because. He it it's what he does. It's, like mm-hmm. you said. He's a professional lurker. He he drafts <laughs> kids. He develops them, and his G League teams bring him up, brings them up, takes them down. And he just you know he lets the chips fall where they're supposed to. And he he's he's never been a win now person. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like he's hundred percent like grind it out. We'll figure things out. We'll replace things that need to be replaced. So. And I think a lot of jazz fans also don't realize that. So they're impatient with wanting this team to be successful and being impatient with the lack of success that we have sometimes. But, I mean, you know, I, myself and I'm sure you guys as well, you know, I've, I've been a fan as long as I've been able to know what a basketball was, but, I've, you know, we've seen it all.
0: Yeah, I I think – dude, I wish you would join this podcast more because uh, to me you're spot on with everything. I think jazz fans are really used to the way things were ran by other um, front offices and uh, maybe a little bit damaged, but that is really what sets Danny Ainge apart is I believe other front offices are so – eager to win now to appease their fan base and and they're afraid of upsetting their fan base and that's that's uh something See,
4: that's, and with dennis Lindsay dennis Lindsay was just he was too he was too stagnant to be as frantic as he yeah, was
0: yeah yeah because
4: he he would wait and wait and wait and then you know everybody's gone and then he's like oh i, I gotta do something
0: yeah i couldn't agree more yeah and so
3: it, it's a it but then, sorry, Dennis. He was afraid to ruffle any feathers. He was yep. always just um, good old boy club. I gotta be chummy with all these guys and can't piss off
4: anybody. Doesn't want to step on toes or yeah. do any of that. And Danny's nonsense. total opposite. He's like, I could care less.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> First thing, ships out. Yeah. Ships out. The three like sweethearts to this city. Ships them out. See you later.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm so excited. You know, Ryan Smith has brought in all these guys, not just Danny Ainge. You brought in Dwayne Wade, you brought in David Fitzdell on the coaching staff. Uh you brought in Jason Terry. You know, these are all guys that are well respected throughout the league and know this game. And
4: champions.
0: Yeah, man. I just I I'm so excited for what's coming and it may not be this year. It's probably not going to be this year, right? It's probably not going to be next year, but like three to five years, uh, we're, we're going to have a really elite team and, and have a true chance where um, not just jazz fans think that we're going to be contenders, but the entire world uh, is going to think, man, Danny Ainge has created another masterpiece team and the Jazz are right there and uh, I've been waiting my whole life for the Jazz to win a championship and I thought I was gonna die without them ever winning one and and I'm I'm excited. I, I truly think that this is uh I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I think that this is gonna be as close as we get to the John and Carl days in the future. Not no
3: for sure. Yeah, I I agree like I honestly after John and Carl uh, Darren Williams Carlos Boozer, you know that they kind of let Darren kind of run that show there and uh, Then same with Donovan Mitchell and Gordon Hayward and so now it seems more things are more in order Yeah, Than they used to be
0: and those those uh, Darren Williams and Boozer's Day. those were those were fun. I mean, we made it to the Western Conference sure. Finals. You know, uh, those were those were good memories. Fun, fun years. Uh, AK forty-seven, uh, Mehmet Okur. I mean, had some incredibly I, fun I, teams to watch. I couldn't say comfortably that ever under the Millers
3: were we ever able to outbid anybody. But now with Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge. I think they could go get anybody that they wanted to.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think, willing, Smith, to... I think Ryan Smith. I think Ryan Smith uh, isn't scared to put the money behind what's needed as well.
4: I, I think it's important, also, you know, for players to see player ownership. You know, because you look at the things that Dwayne Dwayne is doing, not only for the NBA community, but you know, also for the community here. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know you see that you're as a player you want to make an impact somewhere you want to I feel like that's an infinitely important aspect that we have here now that we have never had
0: yeah well um I appreciate you guys for joining I know we we've got another game tomorrow against Philadelphia 76ers we'll get Mike Conley back it'll be fun to see the Jazz and how they perform against uh, supposedly a team that has been um, enduring the process for quite some time now <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna cut this one off and uh, if you are listening and and want to ever join the podcast uh, and and give your thoughts and opinions Twitter's the best place to do it we run a Twitter space after every single game if you want to go on YouTube and chat in there um, typically we don't have people chat but you know we we have a ton of watcher or uh, what do you say not subscribers uh, yeah people that, that view the videos even after the live stream um, we've, we are on all the podcast platforms so make sure you subscribe leave reviews give us thumbs up thumbs up share this show that so we can build this jazz community and uh, have these these awesome shows continue forward um, we are over halfway in the season and this show's been doing great been building a a great following and uh, we're nearing 100 subscribers on youtube i believe we were at 81 last time i checked so if we can do 100 subscribers i'm going to do a giveaway of one of these jordan uh, clarkson posters i have of him dunking over lebron and and westbrook in the background Um, so help us get to 100 subscribers on youtube and we will catch you guys tomorrow night
3: Hey, thanks, Brown. Feel free to join again, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. I'll I'll uh, yeah. add you to our group yeah. chat. Are you in there?
4: Levy, I don't know if he is. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I I appreciate it. I I, I I I tomorrow my buddy and I are going to be at the Sixers game, and he's a big Sixers fan, Perfect. so I have a I lot yeah. to say about
0: that one. Yeah, get get him on here too. To We'd smack. love to have a Sixers yeah. fan on here.
4: <laughs> I will. He he's. He's super active on Twitter, too, so um, I'll I'll make sure that we're on here tomorrow
0: night as well. Okay, cool. Sounds fun. Have fun at the game and and cheer loud for us.
4: I appreciate y'all.
0: Okay, we'll see you guys tomorrow.